Temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me up when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Thank you for tuning in to Balance Black Girl. My name is Les. I'm your host, and I appreciate you tuning in. So this podcast is all about the tips, tricks, tools, and conversations we need to be healthy, happy, and thriving. And if you're listening to this episode the week it comes out, happy new year. Welcome to 2024. I hope you had a really peaceful and relaxing holiday, and uh, I hope your year is off to a good start. So if you listen to last week's episode, I talked about how I did not reach any of my goals in 2023, (laughs) which is a big departure from 2022, where I reached a lot of really big goals and milestones and how those experiences kind of reshaped my approach to the new year. And this is a time where a lot of us naturally are setting intentions. We kind of have that fresh start effect that comes with the new year. We're setting goals. We want to hit them really hard. And I've had a little bit of a different approach than I've had in the past. And I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that in case you're also feeling called to do things a little bit differently. So if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me talk more about how I didn't reach my goals and what I did instead. And as I'm approaching this year, I actually have decided not to set any goals at all which is a big change for me. I'm usually quite the goals girly where I set very specific goals, the smart goals that are, you know, specific, measurable, actionable, relevant, timely. You can tell that I've spent a lot of time in corporate America rattling that off. (laughs) But I usually am all about setting the goals, especially goals that are very quantitative and very measurable. And there's nothing wrong with that. I actually used to have an old mentor at my corporate job. And she used to always say, what gets measured gets done. And in a lot of ways, that is so true because when you're able to track your progress to something, that's how you know you know, how much progress you've made and how far along you are. And I think that especially in like a work setting, tracking things and making them really quantifiable can be really helpful. And sometimes in personal settings too, but depending on what your intentions are or what kind of year you're looking to have or what season you're in, it can sometimes be more helpful to lean more into the qualitative side of things. And I'm personally in a space where I'm leaning more into the qualitative side of things. So instead of setting specific goals about what I want to achieve this year, kind of taking a page out of my book last year where I focused more on living, but this time I'm really focused on embodying. 
embodying over achieving. And I personally am in a space where I am feeling really ambitious and 2024 is a year that I want to focus more on my career and the professional goals that I have in terms of just where I want to be professionally and how I want to show up in the world. And in the past, I would have tied numbers to those things. If I want to have this many followers or this many people listening to the podcast, or I want to make this much money. But instead, I'm thinking more about who is the highest, most elevated, most successful version of myself? And what do I need to do to become that person? So instead of thinking about these specific things that I want to achieve, I'm focused more on what are the qualities that my best self has and how can I focus this year on developing those super specific qualities? So the idea for this came to me last quarter when it was Q4. I was starting to wind down from my travels. And as much as I loved and enjoyed my experiences traveling, there were a lot of ways that traveling so much really weighed on me, specifically around my wellness routines, which is a little hard to admit as a former wellness professional and as a wellness podcaster that my wellness routines really fell by the wayside. There were some things that I was still doing generally, you know, walking a lot, which was also pretty easy to do while traveling or when I was just visiting New York, you know, I was able to kind of do class pass and jump into different classes. But really that overall mind body wellness was missing for me in a big way in 2023 because I just wasn't settled. I didn't have a sense of routine. I didn't have, you know, a place of my own for the second half of the year. I felt like a visitor everywhere I went. And so it was really hard for me to kind of spread out and take up space and have those roots that I personally need as like a very earthy person to take care of myself in the ways that I was used to. And so even though the past decade before that, I was very regimented with my wellness routines and I enjoyed finding some flexibility, not being so run down by my routines. I think I was really craving a happy medium where I did have a little bit more stability, but I learned how to lean into the flexibility that I gained from my experiences traveling. And so that became really, really apparent to me in Q4, where I started getting more opportunities to do things um, like recording the podcast now in studio and showing up bigger, you know, doing this on camera as opposed to being audio only. Or I've interviewed some really incredible guests who have been like dream guests of mine. It became very clear that if I'm not taking care of myself, I can't show up in these spaces that I've like worked really hard to get to as fully to do my thing. And so it became really apparent to me that I needed to go back to basics and do those really foundational things to take care of myself so that I can show up as the best version of myself. So by about late October, it became like really abundantly clear to me because I was just doing silly things that I not only as somebody who's been in wellness, but as somebody who is literally 34 years old, like I know better, but just wasn't doing. I'd gone to a few different events and, you know, conferences and things like that. And I would be running late and I would leave the house and I like wouldn't eat breakfast before going to these events. Or I wouldn't like, you know, go through my morning routine before going to these events. And I'd get there and like an hour later, I'd be 
exhausted because I hadn't eaten anything, because I hadn't had coffee, because I didn't have my mind right, because I was hangry and was rushing. And I know better, but I just didn't set myself up for success to show up as my best self in those spaces. So I had a few instances where I was like in these spaces with amazing creators and it was really time for me to do my thing, but I couldn't because I was like about to pass out because I was hangry or because I was, you know, frazzled because I'd been running late and I didn't leave myself enough time to get ready in the morning or all of these things that are really, really basic, but that even the most seasoned wellness girly can like lose her way doing. And so it showed me how important it was to really go back to basics and set the foundation of taking care of myself so that I can build upon that and show up as my best self. So when I thought, okay, I need to go back to basics and show up as my best self, it really helped for me to think about the idea of success. Like my definition of success in what's most important to me right now what do I need to be successful? I need to be energized. I want to feel alert. I want to feel prepared for the rooms that I walk into. I want to feel confident. I want to feel competent. And I was like, okay, what do I need to help me feel all of those, you know, things? Energized, calm, confident, competent, prepared, ready to like show up and and show out when I sit down to record or do work or I'm on a stage. And I was like, you know, I think I just need an era where I really pour into that foundational stuff. And so I had the idea to do it. I wrote in my notes app, like what the different habits that I kind of wanted to reestablish and cultivate. And I called it the successful era. And I did a video on TikTok, I think like at the end of October, beginning of November, where I was like, okay, y'all, new year starts now. (laughs) Here are the things that I'm doing to kind of help myself get back on track and it really resonated with people. And so I definitely haven't been perfect since doing that because I did still have some instability. I'm just now getting settled into my own place and feeling a sense of normalcy again. But it did bring to my attention, these are the areas and the things that you need to work on to be successful. And it made me realize that it actually doesn't make sense for me to set these goals of, you know, the stages I want to be on or the opportunities I want to have or the money I want to make. If I'm not doing those foundational things to prepare myself to receive that. So that is why in 2024, I'm focusing more on the foundational things as opposed to the goal, because I know the goals happen. We attract the right things at the right time. And I want to focus on being as prepared as possible for those things so that I can receive them. And that has just been what's kind of resonating more with me in this moment. So if that resonates with you, I want to invite you to have your own successful era for however that looks for you, and we can do it together. So I want to tell you in a bit more detail how that's looking for me, what my intentions are, and how I've tweaked things a little bit from my initial idea back in October. And I also want to give you just some tips and some tricks for how you can implement this for yourself. Because the specific things that I'm doing, I'm going to share them just because it can be helpful to have inspiration or to hear what other people are up to. But your successful era, if you so choose to step into it now or later, will look totally different because you're in a different season and success 
looks different for each of us with each passing season. So what success looks like for me in Q1 of 2024 is going to be totally different than what success looks like for you. And that's actually a really fun thing that we all have success look and feel totally different. So it's amazing that we can all kind of customize what's going to be best for us. So as I mentioned, career is a really big focus for me because I've just been feeling dissatisfied and like I have this potential to show up bigger and better than I have been showing up. And that's a big part of what I learned in 2023. And so a lot of what I'm focusing on, particularly in Q1, is how can I pour into myself to show up really, really well. This episode is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Let's be honest, has anyone else ever pretended to be into something that they're not actually into while dating just so that you could connect with the other person? I most definitely have. When I was younger, and I'm not proud to admit this, I had gone on a few dates with this guy and we would go to sushi restaurants like every time because he was obsessed with sushi. I'm actually not a big sushi fan. Don't judge me. It's just, it's not my thing, you know, but I would go on these dates and I would pretend to like it because he liked it. And yeah, that never really went anywhere because I wasn't being myself and I also wasn't speaking up for myself and just was not a fun experience. Thankfully, I am now older. I am now wiser and know better and now know that the best dates I ever had were the ones where I didn't feel like I needed to be someone other than myself. You know what I mean? It just flowed naturally and I felt like the other person was picking up what I was putting down and vice versa. And that is eHarmony's whole thing, helping you find someone who you can be yourself with. And that's because true connection and compatibility are all about being seen, heard, and understood. eHarmony's compatibility quiz brings out your personality and helps you meet people who will like you for you. Basically, they want people to like you for the right reasons. What's not to love about that? I'd love for you to give eHarmony a shot. Get started with their compatibility quiz for free so that you can find someone you can be yourself with. eHarmony, get who gets you. We are all some busy bees and that's why efficient self-care is so important. And honestly, even I get overwhelmed by some of the self-care things that are recommended to us. For example, I've been learning a lot about the lymphatic system and the importance of lymphatic drainage, but the idea of adding one more thing to my routine, like the massages or the dry brushing is just more than I can do. So I recently discovered a new activewear brand called Elastique Athletics that offers self-care you can wear and I am obsessed. Their high-performance activewear doubles as lymphatic drainage massage with every wear and when I tried it, I was so shook. Now you've probably heard about the benefits of wearing compression socks, especially when you fly. Elastique offers best-in-class compression with their micro-pearl technology that's mapped to our lymphatic vessels and is literally like getting a lymphatic massage and all you have to do is get dressed in a really cute workout set. 
I have the original set from Elastique and I wore it recently on a long flight and I could literally feel it working. My circulation was so much better when I landed from the flight, even though it was a long flight, I felt way more energized and it actually felt so good. I usually tend to get really puffy when I fly and it helped me so much. Visit Elastique.co and use the code BALANCEDLESS for 20% off your first purchase, which is their best offer out there. That's E-L-A-S-T-I-Q-U-E.co and use the code Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever. Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love. Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to Amazon.com backslash Purina. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Balanced less for 20% off your first order. So I did expand on my successful era notes and I want to tell you what that means for me and what I'm going to be looking at. Something else that was really helpful for me was the episode that we did with Jody Taylor a little while back. And I will link that in the show notes if you haven't had a chance to listen to it. Although so many of you have really raved about that episode and talked about how much it helped you. It's a great re-listen as we enter the new year. We really talk about leveling up and focusing on yourself. One of the big takeaways that I had from that episode was just that I kind of want to do a bit more work on myself in terms of my personal brand from both a personal and professional standpoint that it, you know, could use a little bit of work that it's evolved and that I've evolved, but I haven't necessarily done the work to step into my personal brand and the next level of my personal brand. And so that is a really big focus area for me. So as I'm looking at my successful era, that is kind of my North Star of what is my personal brand? How do I show up personally and professionally? Not in a sense of I care what people think about me, but 
am I putting my best foot forward and my best face forward? Are my intentions for how I want to show up really clear? And so these different kind of pillars that I'm focusing on or these areas that I'm focusing on are really related to that. So as you look to map out your successful era, it can be really helpful to figure out what is your North Star going to be? What is that area of your life that you are focusing on? What is your definition of success in this moment? And everybody is totally different. This doesn't have to be your one focus for the year, but even just looking at Q1, like what is it that you really want to step into? Maybe like me, that it could be a career season for you. Maybe it's more of a personal season where you are focusing more on your friendships or your relationships or your hobbies or motherhood or whatever it is. Success doesn't look just one way, but it's so helpful to have that North Star to guide you and keep you accountable as you reestablish your habits and embody this next version of yourself. So as I said, my kind of North Star right now, my career, my personal brand, and how I show up in the world. So the foundational things of what the successful era looks like for me is getting back on my wellness practices so that I can have the energy and the stamina to show up how I need to show up because I was in some great spaces and some great events and some great rooms and I was there sleepy and tired and hungry and just not showing up as my best self, which is so unacceptable and doing the things that I know I need to do to take care of myself so that when I'm in those spaces and I can be on and my personal brand can be on is going to be imperative. So I've really gone back to basics with looking at my sleeping Y'all, I was in so many different time zones and things last year that my body didn't know what was what. And for a lot of 2023, my sleep was really, really suffering. So I've been focusing a lot more on my sleep. My goal is to get at least seven hours a night. Eight is great. Seven is a little bit more realistic for me right now. And some ways that I've been supporting that has been leaning more into my night routine because I also just like had been doing so many evening things and events and being up late and being on social media and responding to things and working late that I hadn't really been giving myself time to wind down. So I've been trying to take, even if it's just 30 minutes, to give myself a little bit of buffer between work time and bedtime to wind down, to take my night supplements, to read more, to bust out my Kindle and get off my phone has been really, really helpful for just getting better quality sleep and going to bed a little bit earlier. I'm also a big fan of the Aura Ring, which if you've been following me for a while, you know. So using my Aura Ring, looking at the insights, looking at my quality of sleep and trying to find the trends of, okay, the nights that I sleep really well, what is it that I did? Or the nights that I didn't sleep as well, what was going on? Was I stressed? Was I you know, overwhelmed? Did I drink caffeine late in the day? And looking at that data to really set myself up for success. Because when I think about my best self that I want to embody, like she's energized. She's on it. She's sharp. She's mentally sharp. And we can't do that if we're, if we're sleepy, if we're sleepy girls. So that's a really big pillar for me. Now, the other thing I said, and I'm honestly, it's embarrassing as like 
a 30 something year old person to just be running around ragged and like not feeding myself. But I hadn't been like my meals have been all over the place. I've also had like questionable, you know, access to kitchens and just not really had what I needed, not really managing my time super well. So I was showing up, you know, to record or to events or to work or whatever without having eaten breakfast, without having taken my supplements and doing the basic things I needed to do to fuel my body. So really, really focused on my nutrition, cooking for myself at home again, now that I finally have a kitchen and my things and my tools and my dishes, and I can take up a little bit more space again. It has been really, really clutch. And I've also been tracking what I'm eating so that I can be sure that I'm eating enough. And particularly, my biggest goal is getting 100 grams of protein per day, which is really helpful for me. Um, As I've mentioned on the show before, I've worked with a company called Joy. They've sponsored the podcast. So I did get my blood work done a few months ago. And I went through those results with a dietitian who gave me some recommendations of ways that I can better support my body based off of kind of my deficiencies and what I've got going on. And so 100 grams of protein was what she recommended would be helpful for me with my activity level and my age and what I need. So I don't want to give that out as like hard and fast. Everybody needs that. It's important to talk to your doctor, talk to a dietitian and figure out what you need. But that's something that I need. And it's been a lot easier to hit that goal when I'm more mindful of what I'm eating and I'm eating at home more. Also getting back on my supplement game. So I do have custom supplements from Joy based off of my blood work and the deficiencies. I also love things like dose for my liver, taking AG1 and then also actually taking my probiotic. Ritual Symbiotic is the one that I love. I wasn't the best about being on my supplement game when I was traveling. And so getting back on that and being really consistent with those things have been really helpful for me and my deficiencies. Again, my best self is showing up as somebody who is alert, who is energized. So eating enough, fueling my body, supplementing is just really important if I want to show up and be sharp and do the work that I need to do, you know, you know. The other practice that I had also kind of fallen off of was my intentional movement practice. I've still remained pretty active, especially when I was traveling and in Europe and New York specifically, it's very easy to walk a lot. So I was still active, but I wasn't intentional. I wasn't really doing things that were challenging, which is very important for me, both physically and mentally. I wasn't lifting weights. I wasn't really pushing myself. I would take random classes here and there, but I wasn't really doing the things that I needed to continue to build my stamina, which stamina is going to be required of me in this next season of where I want to take my career. And so I've been really focusing on getting back to my intentional workouts, back to following programs, which I like using the live app for my strength training, which I've talked about before, but following an actual schedule each week and then supplementing with walking and my classes has been so helpful just for my mental health, for that sense of accomplishment of feeling like I'm actually following through with something. Again, these are all things that my highest self, my most successful self who I am embodying That's what she does. And so oftentimes when we struggle to hold on to our wellness habits, it's because we're still identifying with the version of ourselves who doesn't do those things yet. And probably the best wellness hack that I have experienced and can share 
is that if you want to make these things a habit, you have to create a new identity for yourself as a person who does this thing. So if you sitting where you're at right now, you're like, I don't feel like working out how you feel. I won't say it doesn't matter, but for the sake of the intention of working out more, it doesn't matter whether or not you want to work out. You now have to have the identity of I am a person who works out because then what you want or what you feel like doesn't matter because that's just what you do and that's just who you are. And so that's the goal with these changes that we're making in this current season is you're no longer identifying with the version of yourself that doesn't do these things. You are now the version of yourself that does whatever it is you need to do to be successful in this season. Does that make sense? Like you are now embodying that version of yourself. You're not becoming them. You are them now. So what is it that they do? Because whatever it is they do, is what you're doing right now. You know, you see, you picking up what I'm throwing down. So in addition to that, those are kind of the wellness areas of the successful era. Now, that is so that I can show up as my best self for the work that I need to do. I also want to talk a little bit more about the work itself and some of those more skills-based areas because I'm not too proud to say that there are skills that I need to rebuild if it's habits that I had in the past that I was better about, similar to my wellness habits, or skills that frankly I've never really had, but that are required of me in this next season. So the first one, a skill that I really want to rebuild is getting back on my financially well journey. You know, in from 2020 through 2022, I was so good about this. And it's why during that period, I you know, saw a lot of financial progress for myself and how much I was earning and paying off debt and doing those things. And then in 2023, I was like, mm, I'm free. I can have fun and do these things. And I went a little bit buck wild. I was kind of spending money like I was moving bricks, which I'm not. Um, so we're going to reel it back in and we're getting back on our financially well stuff. Because when I think about my best, most successful version of myself, she knows exactly what's going on with her money. She knows exactly, you know, what decisions she wants to make for the best returns and for investing and investing in herself. So we're getting back on that. One of my best money habits that I was doing when I was like the most financially well version of myself thus far was when I did my weekly money dates. So a weekly money date is when I set aside time. I like doing this on Friday afternoons. This That's just how my brain works to sit down and to go through my money. And I like to treat it like a date with myself. So I turn on my favorite music. I light a candle. I will pour myself a glass of like kombucha or Olipop or poppy or just something fun in a wine glass to drink just to create an ambiance and an atmosphere that feels really good. And I will go through my money and I will go through my spending for that week. I used to do this in Notion. I used to have like a spreadsheet that I created for myself in Notion. I have since moved on to use the app Copilot, which is a budgeting app. You connect it to all of your accounts and it pulls everything in and categorizes everything automatically. So I'll go through my transactions for the week. I will look at my progress and see, okay, am I overspending in a certain area? Am I underspending in a certain area? Just to get a gut check of where my money is going. I will send out any invoices that I have 
for clients that I've worked with. I will go through my business bank accounts, make sure that I've received payment for certain things. I'll make sure, you know, bookkeeper is keeping up with things. It's just intentional time to look at where the money is going and what the money is doing that I do every week in Copilot, but you could do it in a spreadsheet. You could do it by hand. I've done every flavor of this. And then usually at the end of every month, I will reconcile everything. And I like using a tool called the Wealth Planner by Money with Katie. Money with Katie is a financial educator, like personal finance creator. She has a really great podcast and and platform. And so she has this tool called a Wealth Planner, which is like this most sick spreadsheet where you input your financial information every month and it helps you track your net worth and just how you are reaching your overall financial goals. It's a really, really great tool. So I like to plug my numbers in there monthly. I was still doing kind of the monthly tracking in 2023, but my weekly tracking, I was not was not doing it. So I'm really, really excited to be getting back to that in 2024 because my highest self knows what's going on with her money. Now, the other skills gaps that I had were not necessarily skills that I wanted to kind of reignite like the money stuff. It is skills that frankly, I've just never really had and that I realize my best self has mastered. So I need to learn to get to that level. So the first is around networking. I I'm not an expert in that area. And it's something that I am putting a lot of really focused intention towards because I naturally am a more kind of introverted and reserved person when I'm in crowded spaces. It can be a little bit overwhelming for me. I don't get as socially anxious as I did when I was younger, but I absolutely have had a lot of experiences with social anxiety. And so like I've just never been that person who walks into a space and works the room. And I don't think I will ever be that person because that's just not how I show up in the world. But I can be that person who walks into a room with intention and makes meaningful connections with just a few people. I think that's probably more well-suited for my personality type. And I think that I can use that ability in a good way through building my network with really meaningful connections in the spaces that I want to go into. And so being really intentional about that, making sure that I'm walking into those rooms, being really prepared and feeling at ease and ready to make meaningful conversation is going to be really important to me. I also did recently read a book called Reach Out. I talked about it on TikTok. I maybe have mentioned it on the podcast before, but I'm mentioning it again because it's really helpful. So it's been a really great tool for helping me just reconnect with people in my network and establish new connections in my network. So I read that book back in October and I implemented it immediately. Basically, the premise of that book is all about how you should incorporate into your daily weekday routine, reaching out to somebody who is either already in your network, just to stay in communication with them or people that you admire, would love to work with, would love to connect with. And so it's been really, really helpful for me in continuing to stay in touch with people who I have kind of, you know, cross paths with in the past, as well as reaching out to people that I've admired. Some people respond, some people don't, but it's been a really, really great exercise. So I'll make sure I leave the link to that book in the show notes because it's really, really helpful and has made networking seem a lot less overwhelming as I look to build that skill and that muscle. 
We all know how stressful life can be, which is why our mindfulness practices are more important than ever. I know I had a hard time staying consistent with mindfulness until I discovered the Open app. Now, I know there's so many things vying for your attention, whether it's work, family, friends, the news, but taking just a moment each day to center yourself can make such a huge difference in how you feel. Open is the one thing I do each day that really calms me down and sets me up for success. I actually like using open throughout the day. I will usually do the daily meditation in the morning, which helps me focus, followed by a breathwork class in the afternoon, which is usually when I'm stressed at work. So it really eases that workday stress. And then lastly, I do a sleep meditation before going to bed. And I find that I usually fall right asleep after. I also love that so many of the classes are less than 10 minutes long and Open has an incredible community that you can tap into to breathe, move, and meditate with. And perhaps my favorite thing is their monthly challenge that you can sign up for to stay accountable with your practice. If you want to get on my daily routine, you can join me by getting 30 days free on Open by visiting withopen.com slash balanced less. That's withopen.com slash balanced less for 30 days of free open. Can we talk about how ridiculously expensive groceries are right now, especially if you're trying to eat healthier? The cost at conventional stores can really add up, which is why I love ordering from Thrive Market. And I have been an active paying member of Thrive Market since 2016. And honestly, I will be forever. Thrive Market is my go-to for grocery and household essentials. Not only is it really convenient to get everything shipped to my door, but as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single grocery order. And on average, I save over 30% each time. So many of my household items come from Thrive Market. My groceries, so many of my supplements, non-toxic cleaning products, you name it, I'm ordering from Thrive Market because they have the best prices. They also have a deals page that changes daily. They offer cash back on so many brands and have a price match guarantee. Literally, All of my favorite brands like Simple Mills, Rayos, and Primal Kitchen are on Thrive Market for way less than you'd pay at the store. It's also perfect if you have any dietary restrictions or eating low sugar because their website and app are really easy to navigate and filter by your preference so you can save time and money while catering to your needs. Plus, when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. For every membership purchased, they gift a membership to someone in need. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash balanced less for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash balanced less B-A-L-A-N-C-E-D-L-E-S just one S because it's my name thrivemarket.com slash balanced less. 
Explore the endless bounds of space with all new LEGO building sets. From engineering wonders like LEGO Technic NASA Apollo Lunar Roving Vehicle to astronaut dog walkers, there is a perfect LEGO set for everyone on Earth. First launched in 1978, space sets have been igniting people's curiosity through the ultimate creative medium of LEGO bricks. Their newest collection is sure to propel the wonder for exploration and adventure across the galaxies. Be inspired by LEGO sets that are out of this world. Visit Amazon.com slash Lego space to see the full collection. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Now, the next skill and area that I really want to focus on is social media and content creation, which you know, y'all might be like, "Less, you're already on social media. Correct. I am. But I wouldn't say that I necessarily feel like I'm creating the content that is as good as I could create. And a really big goal for me is to really get into entrepreneurship and explore full-time entrepreneurship this year and creating stellar content and really using social media as a tool is going to be my gateway to do that. And so because it's been a side hustle for me for so long and because I've treated it like a side hustle for so long, that is what has remained. But I really want to up-level my skills as a content creator. So I've been doing a lot of just self-study, studying different strategies, really looking at the different strategies and patterns I find in people that I admire and how they show up online and kind of taking out the key themes and the learnings and figuring out how to create my own strategy from there. And so I've been really, really focused on how can I create better content that is more helpful for people so that this platform and this message can reach everybody that it needs to reach. So that has been a really big skill gap that I am focused on because I'll be honest, I don't think my content in the past was all that good, which is why it's taken me a long time to build momentum. So I'm really focused on making it as good as it can be. Because when I think about my highest self, who's most successful, she's <clears throat> she's a really stellar content creator. So I want to lean more into that. The next skill gap that I want to fill is around business acumen and branding. So like I said, a really big goal for me, and it's scary to say it out loud, but I really want to go into full-time entrepreneurship this year. And I do think that I have good business knowledge and acumen, but I think it could be better as I really step into the role of founder and leader and really getting into my business bag, making sure that those skills are really, really sharp. And so 
as much as I love to read fiction and I'm a fiction girly, I have been bringing more nonfiction and business and mindset books into the fold with my reading so that I can continue kind of my self-study for keeping those skills really, really sharp. So even though I do feel competent in the area of personal finance, learning more about business finance, learning more about product development, learning more about the skills that are really needed for CEOs and investors are areas that I'm kind of investing in myself for knowledge because my highest, most successful self, she has those skills. She's a boss. She does that. So I am becoming that right now. And lastly, okay, I know it sounds silly for this last skill gap that I'm really focused on filling because it sounds really vain, but is actually important for my line of work is focusing a bit more attention just on my looks and how I present to the outside world. I spent so much time as a fitness girly. My whole 20s, I looked like I worked out 24-7 because I did. So I didn't really pay much attention to my clothes. I didn't really pay much attention to my hair or to my makeup and how I showed up in the world because only place I was showing up to was the gym and that was totally fine. But now that I'm showing up in different spaces, it is really important to me to put my best face literally forward. And so something that I started paying more attention to in 2023 was just how I dressed, not wearing workout clothes all the time, experimenting with my personal style. I think I still have a ways to go. I wouldn't consider myself a fashionista yet by any means. I also literally have been living out of two suitcases for six months. And so that really limited what I was able to do. Um, But now that I'm in one spot again and in a space where I can kind of cultivate my style and be able to send a message about how I kind of want to be perceived in the world through how I show up, through how I look, through how I dress. It's really, really important to me that I invest more in that um, and in the skill of having really great style. And so I've honestly just been a student of fashionable people. And again, studying the different things, studying like my body type and my proportions and what works for me so that I can really bridge the gap with that skill. And then that also goes the same for hair and makeup. Again, two things that like I would play with in the past, but didn't really take seriously. And I'm really wanting to invest in closing that gap from a skill perspective or investing in it when necessary. So if I do have a really important event or an important shoot, am I investing in maybe getting a little bit of support with, you know, getting my hair done, getting my makeup done so that I can really show up as my best self. One of the things I also want to invest in is classes so that I can learn how to actually do my makeup from a makeup artist because being on camera more and being at events more, it's just something that I would feel more comfortable with is showing up as my best self, like really being able to do those things well. And I love a YouTube tutorial. I love a TikTok tutorial, but the tutorials have not been giving because (laughs) I follow them and I try and I practice and it's not really getting better and that's okay. So I think I need to enlist the help of the professionals and just really invest in my education there and in my classes to really close the gap of those skills because my best self shows up as somebody who is not like, ooh, did you blend? Did she blend that? Or like, I'm distracted because this is not working. She shows up as like a fully put together version of herself. 
So that is what my successful era is looking like right now in these early beginnings of 2024, me just really bridging that gap to show up as my best self so that I can really hit the ground running and be that version of myself who is living up to her fullest potential. And it's been really fun and exciting to kind of challenge myself and to stretch myself and to grow my skills in these new ways. And it's actually felt a lot better than feeling like, okay, I have to reach this goal. I have to make this amount of money. I have to, you know, hit these metrics or have these things. It's felt a lot more fun to get to grow and expand into kind of this next season of myself. So that's what I'm doing. I shared that with you, not saying that you or anybody else needs to do those things, but sometimes it can just be helpful to hear inspiration of what someone else is doing so that you can maybe take a piece of that that resonated with you and say, oh, for my successful era, I'm going to do this other thing. So I do want to get a little bit more into what your successful era could look like, because again, yours could look entirely different from mine because your definition of success can look entirely different than mine. And it's also important to recognize that our definition of success changes with every season in life. What successful was for me at 22 is so different than what success looks like for me at 34. And what success looks like for me in Q1 of 2024 is going to look entirely different than what success looks like in Q4 of 2024. So I think allowing yourself the space and the grace and the flexibility to take what resonates with you now and to leave what doesn't is going to be really, really key to your success. And your success does not have to be material things. It does not have to be involved in what other people think of you or how other people perceive you. It can purely be how you feel. Like what feels like success for you? Not what does success look like for other people when they look at you? What does success feel like for you and what is going to give you that feeling from where you are right now. So the first step for having your own successful era this year or any year or any time is going to be really defining that for yourself. No outside involvement. This is not, you know, what your friends think it should be, what your boss thinks it should be, what your coach thinks it should be. What do you want it to be? The other day, I was actually, I was watching The Notebook with my mom in that scene. What do you want? You have to ask yourself that. So if you have to picture Ryan Gosling saying, what do you want to get to that point? (laughs) Do whatever it is you need to do to figure out what is going to be most important for you. Now, where I'm at, what is helpful for me is to just focus on one area that is going to be your main kind of priority or focus. And just because you're focusing on that one area doesn't mean the others don't matter. Like this current season for me, career is really important, but it doesn't mean that I'm not still pouring into my relationships. I absolutely am. But it just means that when I'm focused on this successful era stuff, like my vision is on career. So that is going to get a lot of my energy, but it doesn't have to be the totality. So figure out what is going to be your key priority right now. So if you are also in a career season, what do you need to feel confident and competent and prepared to help you in the area of career? Set that as your North Star and think of just 
maybe like three to five habits or skills that you want to cultivate that is going to support that area. So the examples that I just gave you of what I'm doing was my version of that. I think I had like four different areas. Those four areas are what is supporting my successful era currently North Star. So for career, that could be filling in those skills gaps for maybe the next promotion that you want to get or those skills gaps for the business that you want to start. Or let's say your successful era North Star isn't career. Maybe your successful era North Star is friendships. Like for your successful embodied self, maybe they have a really vibrant community. So in this season, you are focused on cultivating that. So your three to five kind of habits or intentions or skills that you want to build can support that. So maybe one of those can be, you know, I want to go to X number of events per week to meet people. Or maybe it could be, you know, I set aside time to reach out to my friends who I haven't talked to every Tuesday at three o'clock. This is when I send my texts to check in on people or whatever it is so that that supports that version of success for yourself. Or maybe if you are struggling in the area of friendships, you are building up kind of skills there. There are some really great resources there for skills. We did an episode last February that has actually been, I believe, the most popular episode of Balanced Black Girl ever, all about friendships with our guest, Dr. Marissa Franco. And she gives us a lot of really tangible skills for making friends in that episode. So we'll link it in the show notes as well. She also wrote a really great book called Platonic that talks a lot about strategies and skills for building friendships. There's no shame in wanting to build those skills if that is what you're your successful era North Star is. Or maybe your successful era North Star is related to motherhood. If you are a mom or you're becoming a mom or you just had a baby or maybe your kids are getting a little bit older and like motherhood is looking a little bit different for you than it did before. What are three to five skills or habits related to that North Star that is going to be really helpful for you? Is it connecting with other parents and caregivers who have kids around the same age? Is it understanding, okay, maybe if you have kids that are just now entering school, understanding kind of the difference of like, what does it look like now to support a kid who is up-leveling in school? And what does that look like? And learning from teachers and supporting curriculum or reading different parenting books and finding mentors in that area. Again, what are the different skills and habits you can cultivate to support that? Or maybe you have more of like a traditional New Year's situation and your North Star is wellness related. I know for me, it is kind of wellness and career focused, but that's because for me, like my work is related to wellness. So my wellness does directly impact how I show up in my work. So I know I had kind of a hybrid, but if you're focused a little bit more on the wellness area picking three to five habits that your most well self would embody and 
bridging that gap and really digging into just those few simple habits, whether that is watching what you eat or whether that is picking up a movement practice, but not doing it passively, understanding how you're moving and why you're moving and really being a student in that area. And I know I talked about this in last week's episode too, because it's really, really important or understanding how your body works or how the different things that you do with your body feel, like really leaning into that and picking three to five things that are going to support you in that. So this approach is going to be a lot more doable and it's going to feel less overwhelming than having this long laundry list of habits that you just want to like flip a switch and all of a sudden be perfect at work and be perfect at home and be perfect at wellness. I think that's what we try to do in January and having that one North Star and just a few things we do to support that North Star is so much more nourishing and it's not as sexy as having all of these New Year's resolutions that we do all at once. But I bet you, even if you just spend Q1, like the first three months of this year with that one focus area, implementing three small, slow and steady habits to support that one focus area, those three months are going to get you so much further than creating this long list of resolutions that you get burnt out of by the end of January because you don't have the systems and habits in place to support it. So looking at what success really means to you, keeping that as your pillar that's really keeping your attention and driving you forward and then figuring out those three to five things that are going to support getting you there and getting to that new version of yourself that you embody is going to be so helpful. And this could be for any area of life, whether your successful era is in spirituality and faith and dedicating yourself to that, or maybe your successful era is related to focusing super hardcore on your finances. What are your three to five habits that are going to help you there? Or maybe your successful era looks like paying more attention to your relationships, whether that is, you know, your relationship with your partner, or if you are seeking a partner, what are those three to five habits or skills gaps that you can focus on that is going to get you there? So that is your version of success that you are really driving towards and that you are giving your laser focus and attention to. So like I mentioned earlier, we're really focused on shifting our identity to identify with the version of ourselves that do these things. So as you are deciding which habits you want to develop or which skills you want to focus on, I want you to really visualize the version of yourself that has already mastered those things. Think about the version of yourself that is that definition of success that you have. What characteristics would you use to describe them? Look at those characteristics and then figure out what habits you need to get you to those characteristics so that you, as you are now, are beginning to embody them. So if you're feeling stuck on what to decide for your habits or for your skills gaps, that's a really great place to start. That's what I did. I was like, my best self, she is energized. She is focused. She is a damn good businesswoman. She has an incredible network. And so those things are those specific things that I am working on to become that so that those adjectives can be described to me in a way that is true. (laughs) So that's why those are the habits that I'm focused on. So look at those adjectives that your best self has and then reverse engineer them. And that is going to be what your habits are that you are focused on developing for this time period. 
So I did also get some questions from some of you just about the successful era as you're looking to start your own. And I wanted to leave a little bit of time to answer some of those questions because you all asked some really, really great questions as you're looking to get started. So the first question was, what are some key ways to maintain success or transition to the next era of it? So I really like looking at things in quarters. Like I said, I've talked about quarters a lot in this episode and a great book for helping you do that is called The 12 week year. I'll link it in the show notes. It's a really great read to help you break down. It's very goal focused. Like I said, this year, we're not necessarily focusing on goals. We're focusing on the attributes we want to have, but it helps you have a quarter based thinking framework. So what could be helpful for you going through this quarter, doing those habits that you want to work on. And then at the end of the quarter, really reflecting, okay, how did it feel to have these habits or to have these practices? Do they still resonate with me? Is this still my definition of success? If yes, great. I'm going to keep going. If not, maybe it's time to transition to something else. So I really think that self-check-in and that self-reflection is how you know whether something is or isn't working or whether or not it's time to transition to the next thing. So the next question that I thought was a really good one is how do you continue to put yourself first when you're in a relationship? This is a little bit hard to answer without full context of your relationship because it kind of, it kind of depends. Like, I don't know if you are in a dating relationship, that's one dynamic. Or if you are married, that's kind of a different dynamic. Like if you're married, you are a unit. And it doesn't mean that you're no longer an individual, but it does mean that you have a bit more of like a solidified team. And so putting yourself first could look a little bit different because what you're doing is for the greater good of your team versus if you just have like a partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, that's going to be a little bit different because I think it is a little bit easier to still have more of that individual identity. But I think ultimately, regardless of what relationship you're in, your partner should want what's best for you. They should also want you to be the healthy, happy, thriving, successful version of yourself and vice versa. You want that for them too. So I think as you look to embark on something new or maybe establish new habits or do things a little bit differently to support this era of success for yourself, it's really, really important to communicate that to your partner. You can't just be like, doing me now, bye. <laughs> like that's not going to be helpful for the health of your relationship. But let's say, for example, you are really focused on career for this version of your successful era, it's going to be really important that you talk to your partner about that, about what that means for you and what you are hoping to get out of this season and what you're going to need from them. If that means that you are showing up in your relationship differently, communicating that from the beginning of, hey, I'm now going to be working this different schedule or I'm going to be taking on XYZ project and how can we kind of make this work together and really communicating that from the beginning so that they can support you and so that you can figure out what's going to work for the two of you instead of just doing it and then they feel neglected and then it becomes conflict. So I really think as you are focusing 
on different areas of your life. If you're in a relationship, it becomes very, very important to communicate to your partner, hey, this is a really important thing that I'm working on right now. I like want to include you and I want to make sure you understand what's going on. Here's what I need from you. What do you need from me? And keeping that constant communication open is going to be really, really important. And they're probably going to be a lot more receptive to that as opposed to just, "Mm, I work more now. (laughs) This is more important. Bye. Keeping those lines of communication open is going to be really, really important because a good partner is going to want to support you if they know what's going on and if they know what you need. Ideally, this is assuming that your partner is not a hater. It's very important to have a partner that is not a hater. So step one, get a partner who also cares about these things and who isn't a hater. But that's, you know, beside beside the point. (laughs) Next, really great. How do we balance the vision of success with the feeling of success? This is a really, really great question because I think it's really tempting to get focused on how success looks versus how success feels. But I actually think the only valid version of success is how it feels because something can look one way, but feel totally different. And so I think if something looks good on the outside, but doesn't feel good, that's not in alignment with my definition of success. For me, success is what feels good and is about forward motion. So I think it's really going to depend on your definition of success. And sometimes when it comes to success, we can sacrifice things a little bit. If we're really focused on something, you know, maybe we're focused on our wellness journey. And so we sacrifice maybe like going out and doing these things. Or if we're really focused on our career, we can sacrifice some of the more social stuff, really checking in with yourself of, okay, how does that feel to me? And even if this thing is my North Star is my focus, how can I still make sure that I'm being satisfied in other ways? Maybe I can't go out with my friends as much and party because that's not in alignment with the season that I'm in. But how can I still still make sure that I'm being socially well and socially fed and check in with myself with how that feels because it can also be a really lonely experience to, you know, do all these great things, but like not have support in it and have something look really good on the outside and all these accolades, but have it not feel good. So I think what is going to feel good is true success by my definition, but I do think that's something that we all kind of have to define for ourselves. Another good question is successful era and consumerism, how to have one without the other. And I thought that this was really interesting because I do think that we can often conflate success with consumerism. Success can often be seen as more, whether that's having more money, more things, bigger house, bigger car, bigger this, bigger that. Like I think sometimes we can often associate our ability to accumulate things with success. And I think that really relates to the last question that I answered and also just the overall theme of this episode, which is truly embodiment. So success is not something that we can buy and it's not something that is necessarily visible. But again, how do we feel? And I think the most successful thing is peace, you know, like, peace is is priceless. And ultimately, I strive to have more spaciousness and to feel inner fulfillment. 
And so I think when we have that, like that can't be bought. There's no dollar amount that satisfies that. There's no, you know, thing that we can purchase that is related to that. And I also don't necessarily think that to focus on the successful era that we need money in particular to do a lot of these things. Like a lot of my areas, some of it, you know, I'm investing in a bit more, but it's the basics. Am I eating? Am I sleeping? (laughs) Am I reading books that like stimulate my brain? Am I learning? Am I stretching myself to build new skills? Those aren't necessarily things that we can buy. A lot of it is mindset work and it is really kind of breaking through those limiting beliefs and expanding what we believe is possible. And so I think looking at success from that lens that is not related to what we have or don't have or how it looks or what we can buy or what we think we can buy to fix it is really, really important. So I did really appreciate that question. And then the last question, which I actually think ties really well into last week's episode is what to take from failures. So in last week's episode, I talked about how I didn't reach any of my goals last year, which is what inspired this totally different approach. But our failures can teach us so much. It can teach us what works. It can teach us what doesn't work. Failures can also be redirections in really important spaces. So I think because that was a general question, I don't have a lot of context of maybe what that person was thinking about failure. It can be such a powerful learning. So I think when you're looking at what to take from failures, it can be really helpful to reflect on, okay, what was I hoping to get out of this situation? And then what did I actually get out of this situation and compare those two things? This is what I thought the end result was going to be. This is what the end result was. And this is how I feel about what actually happened. This is what I learned. This is what I took away. This is how I can apply it moving forward. Also, when we think about that theme of embodiment and looking at our best selves and who we identify as, think about how your best self would take that disappointment. That's something that I like to think about a lot is, you know, for my highest self who I am visualizing becoming how would she take this setback or what would she take from this? And it helps me keep those disappointments in check and not take them so personally and is really, really helpful for learning. So I think it's a lot of good reflection on where you are in the season, what you took from it, but also kind of taking a step back into yourself five years from now or into your highest self and looking at what would their perspective be because they would probably be able to see where the blessing was in that failure or in that redirection. So almost coming from it of like, I'm so glad that didn't work out because now I'm open to do X, Y, Z, or I'm so glad I didn't go here because now I'm available to go there and looking to see the failure as an opportunity to do something different. So those are my thoughts on the new year, on the intentions that I'm setting of the year and just the different approach that I'm taking that feels a bit more nourishing and inviting and a little bit less harsh than hard and fast goals. And I hope that that was really helpful for you. And so if you are also stepping into your own successful era, I would love to hear about it. So 
head to maybe my latest post on Instagram at Balanced Less or the latest post on the Balanced Black Girl Podcast Instagram. Tell us what you're focusing on for your successful era because we would love to hear all about it and support you. So if you liked this episode, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple or on Spotify or on YouTube. Drop us a five-star if you haven't, because we are five-star girlies. We like to offer a five-star experience. And I'm really excited to offer more episodes throughout the month talking more about the different areas of our successful era. So we have uh, an episode coming on kind of career and betting on yourself and creating a new definition of success. We do have an episode about relationships and how to feel a bit more successful in that area if you need support. We have an episode coming about getting your money right. And then we also have more space for Q&A at the end of the month as you're navigating the beginning of your successful era. So make sure you're subscribed to Balanced Black Girl. Tune in all month long so that we can support you. And I will see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.